0: What's going on, Cheat code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast? Listeners, you got Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on,
1: Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world?
0: All right. Thursday night podcast. We, uh, Steve and I got a little caught up last night, so we decided we were going to push it back a day. Uh, we'll have another one tomorrow night as well. Uh, but today's podcast, we might just keep it short and sweet, try to get into some news. Uh, there's been a lot of news <laughs> in the last three days. And, uh, you know, we'll just talk about any fantasy implications. Sorry for the little giggle. The uh, Flyers just scored and Steve went crazy. Yeah, um, they fucking scored. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great. That makes me feel so much better.
0: So, uh yeah, let's get into it. Um, remember first to check us out on the website, www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com. Uh, we have articles. Our weekly articles have started. Uh, we, you know, they, Steve has put up the weekly cornerback matchups. Uh, what other ones did you put up, Steve? Uh,
1: I put up the DFS article today. We have the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Uh, and uh, what else did we do? I did a Tom Brady article. I did a tight ends article. Uh, there's, there's a lot of articles up there and, and, uh, you know, on the website, I think if you, if if you go in there and look at everything, I'm pretty sure you're going to be pretty happy with, with the info we got up there. So go check it out. Yep. And the defensive, the streaming defenses for week one, I'm actually
0: sending to Steve now to put up. So, uh, you know these week one articles. We do it every week, so we'll have a weekly cornerback matchup. We'll have a streaming defense. We'll have the waiver wire, which I'll go through uh, players. And and you want to really pay attention in the beginning of the year because beginning is where the year is where you want to drop you know drop your fab money on some of these guys that you're seeing you know get a lot more playing time and a lot more action that we really didn't know about like a brian a Brian Edwards or was it Brian Edwards? Yeah, yeah Brian yep. Edwards. Like, he might be on your waiver wire. You see him in week one go for eight and 102 touchdowns, you're going to want to grab him because we've already been hearing about him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, check those weekly articles out. Uh, the Daily Fantasy, uh, Steve will have an article out every week, um, plus lineups. He's already put a couple lineups in. I'm still working on mine. Um, you know, we got the uh, cheat codes, which, you know, at this point, you know we're gonna update them through the first four weeks of the season. We're gonna try and update them uh, just to keep you guys in the know of what's going on. Um, and then we, you know, we had the player projections, which you guys, if you're still drafting, take a look at, and you know they'll give you a, a really good idea of what we think these guys are gonna do for the upcoming season. Um, so let us know. Give us some feedback on how you guys think. We, we put a lot of effort into this, Steve, especially. So uh, you know, let us know how you feel about it.
1: Yes, sir. All right. So let's get
0: into the news. Uh, first and foremost, um, you know, Leonard Fournette. So, you know, we'll just get into that right off the bat. Um, he was signed last night by the Buccaneers. Um, you know, Bruce Arians comes out today and says Ro- Rojo still the starter. But then he comes out and says, we'll figure out how to work Leonard Fournette into week one. Um, I don't think you go out and sign Leonard for net if you're that confident in in Ronald Jones.
1: Um, so, uh, what I, do you? Think, I like Steve? This like I, dude. I like this quote because if you actually read the whole thing, he basically was like, "So Rojo's the guy we like. Rojo. Uh, you know, as long as he doesn't screw it up, basically what it, is what he said is you know, as long as he doesn't screw it up, he's gonna be the guy. And it's like, we know." from his rookie season you know what i mean like we i have heard stories like stupid stories that i don't know if they're true or not but you know and i'm not going to repeat them on the podcast because you know honestly I, like i said i don't know if they're true or not and you know i don't like to i don't like to like smudge people's character if i don't know it's 100 fact but you know we heard stories about him being you know a little bit lazy maybe not so good in the you know in the Uh, training rooms with understanding the playbook and, you know, understanding, you know, his assignments and he was blocking, you know, missing blocking assignments. And in the NFL, the one thing you can't do is miss blocking assignments because, especially at the running back position, because those type of things get your quarterback killed. I was going to say, especially with Tom Brady as your quarterback. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, and all we heard last year about, You know, what was going on there was that, you know, Rojo is a good player and blah, 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 blah. And then one week we would see him get, you know, 15 touches and then the next week you see him get eight. And to me, that is not a coincidence. I think, you know, Bruce Arians maybe saw him miss a block or maybe he saw him make a bonehead play. And, you know, basically had been telling him all year, like, listen, listen do this or you won't play and there were sometimes he didn't do what he needed to do and he didn't play you know what i mean to me peyton barber was not good enough to keep rojo off the field and he constantly kept rojo off the field last year so to me that is a you know between the ears issue So if Leonard Fournette goes in there, he's still, I mean, we still got to understand he's got to learn the playbook. He's got to learn the verbiage. He's got to learn everything that he's got to learn, but that is much easier at the running back position than it is in any other position in NFL. You know what I mean? Like you see college guys literally come off college teams and become the number ones for their team and just play awesome because they pick it up easily because literally they have to pick up their blocking assignments, which they've been doing in college, their whole college career, basically. And, you know, these guys are much more bigger and physical, but, you know, there, it's still blocking. Like, you still understand blocking. And you understand what holes you're supposed to hit on this play and what mm-hmm. hole you're supposed to hit on that play. So it's a lot easier to learn what you have to do as a running back. So, I, to me, if he doesn't cement this job within the first couple of weeks of, you know, playing well and doing what he's got to do, he's going to lose this job to to Leonard Fournette. That's that To me, that's all there is to it.
0: Yeah, I'm viewing Leonard Fournette a lot similar to the way I'm viewing some of these rookies. You know, like like Jonathan Taylor, for instance. Like, Marlon Mack's going to clearly be the guy for the first couple weeks. You know, Jonathan Taylor's still young. Um, He'll probably still getting caught up on the playbook, you know, in his assignments as well. Um, But, you know, over, over the course, you're going to see that Taylor's probably better than Marlon Mack. And I think over the course, you're going to see Fournette is better than Ronald Jones. So, you know, to me... You know, Leonard Fournette for the first couple of weeks might actually be a buy low. You know, you might be able to scoop him if some guy sees Ronald Jones going crazy in the first couple of weeks and he's like, oh, Fournette, I'm never going to get him, you know, you go, get, go buy low on Fournette. But, you know, to me... You know, I do think Fournette, you know, maybe two, three weeks in winds up stealing this job away because let's face it. I mean, he was a the fourth pick in the draft, the fourth pick in the first round. That's the kind of talent Leonard Fournette has. And I will say this as well. We've seen what power running backs do with Tom Brady. You know, Corey Dillon, LeGarrette Blunt, even Sony Michelle have been very good fantasy running backs with Tom Brady. So, you know, to me, uh, I don't I don't even think it's a question that he takes the job eventually. I, it kind of sucks because I've been a Ronald Jones guy, I've been, you know, hyping him up because I, I but for the same reason. Like, you know, he's more of a power running back and you know, we've seen that being be good with Brady, but they went out and signed a better power running back. So obviously to me that means, you know, something that Ronald Jones did they were not happy about and they're going to eventually replace him.
1: Yeah. And it's, it, you know, the, the one thing I will say is it really sucks because I agree with Kev. I would have liked to have seen what Ronald Jones could do, you know, in a Tom Brady-led system. But I got to be honest, I'm really excited about Leonard Fournette (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because if Leonard Fournette plays the way he played his rookie year and has some passion back in the game because now he's playing with Tom Brady and this team has actual championship, you know, caliber players and could be very good with. To me, I think the final piece on this team, watching them play last year, was the quarterback. I mean, you can't have a guy who's who who turns the ball over thirty five times, and honestly, he turned the ball over thirty five times, and they won. What was it, nine games, Kev? Uh, I think they were eight and eight. Okay, eight and eight. So with thirty five turnovers, they basically were an eight and eight team. Like that's crazy. Think about that. That's insane. Like you can't win games when you're turning the ball over that much. So, you know, if Tom Brady lowers that to 10 total turnovers, which I you know I mean, we've seen Tom Brady have 16 game season where he had four turnovers all season long. And this team is more talented than any of those teams that he had in in New England. So I don't think it's crazy to think he has less than 10 turnovers on a team that has the running backs that this team has and the wide receivers that this team has and the tight ends that this team has and the offensive line is pretty good. I don't think they're great, but they're good. I uh, yeah I I I'm excited for what Leonard Fournette can do when he gets the job. I, if I could trade for him now, I'm I'm really hard trying to trade for Leonard Fournette.
0: Yeah, so one thing I do want to just mention, we got to be aware of. Leonard Fournette has been a hardhead. Okay, that's one. That's his biggest knock is that he's very hard headed, and you know what I mean it seemed like like they literally said the Jaguars players were getting tired of him. Tom Brady will yell at you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, so you, you better be ready for that. Like Tom Brady ain't playing like you, yeah. he's, you're, he's trying to win championships. That's what Tom's about. So don't come in here with your little hard headed. I'm the man type attitude. Cause if you do that and Tom's not liking you, <laughs> like you will still ride the pine. You may will find your way back in the free agent market. So, you know, just something I'll mention. Yep. Uh, so it seems like now Jadavion Clowney is starting to be a little bit more of a topic. You know, he, we, he kind of went away, you know, he was a little bit of a piece for a couple months and then kind of went away. You haven't really heard nothing about Clowney with, with a, a week left before the season. That's right. The football season starts one week from tonight, uh, you know, it seems as though the Titans, uh, the Saints, who have put an all-out blitz on Clowney, and now the Jaguars as well are monitoring Clowney's situation. So it seems like you know, sometime in the next day or two, we could hear Jadavion uh, Clowney winding up on on a football team. My thing with this is, usually when guys wait this late, they don't start the season off very well. And I know the guy's a monster. He's a beast of a, of a player, but he's always had kind of injury issues and never really had statistical production. Like he is more of a, of a, of a, he wreaks havoc on the field, but his statistics would not tell you that. Um, I'll say this though, you know, like, you know, just mentioning to Davion Clowney to a team like, you know, Tennessee or to a team like, you know, the saints, you know, Man, those those teams right there. This could put them over the edge.
1: Yeah, I agree. I really like Jadavion Clowney, and I completely agree with Kev. What, what Clowney? Okay, so Clowney does not put up like Kev said. He does not put up the stati- the statistical numbers like a J.J. Watt or, or uh, you know, an Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Donald. You know, somebody that you know gets. 10, 15 sacks a year, you know what I mean, is is always in the backfield. What Clowney brings is just pressure all the time. He's always back there with the quarterback. He may not get the sack, but he's always back there. He is a great, not a good, a great run stopper. This dude can get back there and just disrupt your running game all game long. He, he does it. He's done it over and over and over in his career. He is a great run stopper. And, honestly, for a team like, you know, I really don't want to see him go to the Jaguars. If he goes to the Jaguars, that would really piss me off. But, to me, the one team, like Kev said, the Saints, if they can get him with, you know, Cam Jordan and have Clowney on the other side, dude, this Saints defense is going to be ridiculous. Like, because, you know, it would be one of the best pass rushes, and one of the best run-stopping best run stopping lines in all of football if, if he were to go there. Plus, their corners are, are – I wouldn't say they're amazing, but they're very good. I mean, I like, you know, Marshawn Lattimore a lot. You know, PJ, I'm not really like, oh, I love this dude. But he's he's all right. He's not bad. Um, and, you know, they just have good safety, safety play. So, to me, if this happens, ugh, man, th- this Saints team is going to be, you know – a team that I would not doubt would, you know, make it far in the NFC champion, at least to the NFC championship game. I don't know if they win the championship game, but, uh, you know, I could definitely see them making it there with no problem.
0: Yeah. uh, Something tells me this is, this is going to be the saints year. Um, You know, Drew Brees last year, uh, you know, they've been on the cusp for the last few years and just haven't been able to get over the hurdle of the referees. So you know, to to me, I just think that everybody's gonna be on their side this year. You know, they know Drew's retiring at the end of the year. So,
1: yeah, that was a bad call. Still, I don't even care what anybody says. That Old, was horrible. It was two. Was, yeah. <laughs> the one last year on yeah. Kyle Rudolph was yeah, was, that a was bad experience. too. Yeah, but, that uh, was bad too. But that that one call that,
0: was, that one could be Crosby yeah, call. The other yeah, one, <laughs> that Roby
1: call was that that cost them the Super Bowl. And Sean Payton even said it like I I felt so bad for him when I watched that play because literally Sean Payton ran over to to the the ref and he was like, dude, that play just you literally could have just cost us the Super Bowl because at that point they weren't, you know, you know what I mean? Like they still had some time left on the clock, but he literally was like, dude, that's not that's not something you can miss. You can't miss that play. This is for the Super Bowl. Like I I, go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I this is. Yeah, uh, man, that was hard. That was hard to see. He yeah, literally was, hit him. Dude, he literally he was hit like, him. dude, he was way early. Three seconds. It, <laughs> it was like three seconds early. Dude, it was. Wow. It was not close. That was. He was he literally hit him like the ball was still at least fifteen yards away in the air before he hit him like uh, crazy. That was bad. Really, really bad call. Right. Or a really bad not call. Yeah.
0: All right, this one I know you'll be interested in. Uh, so the Athletics, Joe Biscaglia has said if Devin Singletary's fumbling issues continue into the regular season, that rookie Zach Moss could take over as lead back. Uh, he also said that the starting running back for Buffalo could depend on the matchup or the defense that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this make you less interested in Singletary? Like, I mean, he's definitely dropping
1: about, for me, yeah. yeah. yeah, He's definitely dropping for me, he's, but he's been dropping for me – since the beginning yeah well, basically since you know i because i listened to everything coming out of buffalo camp and uh, he's been getting glaring reviews man zach moss i mean if you read the 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 you know rookie guys that i liked you know basically that's what the article calls it's i think it's you know the rookies we like uh in 2020 if you read what i said on zach moss like he was one of my favorite running backs coming out of college this year you know i really liked zach moss i really like jonathan Taylor. i really like uh, you know, a couple of the guys, but you know, Jonathan Taylor to me was the best guy. And then, you know, I think I had, it was, I can't remember if I had, no, I didn't have Swift second. I had, I want to say I had Zach Moss second of those guys. And then, you know, my third guy was, uh, the, jo- the Ravens guy, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins was my number two or three. I can't remember. It was between those two guys. And I just really liked what I saw out of Zach Moss. You know, he was a guy that was decisive, and I love that in a running back. I hate guys that bounce around in the backfield because that just pisses me off. You know, I like guys that are decisive. I like guys that will lower their shoulder and, and try to get the hard yards. And I also like guys that have a little bit of quickness and moves. And, you know, he may not be the most agile guy. You know, greatest guy, but he does have some quickness with some moves. So, you know, I really like Zach Moss coming out of college. I thought he, you know, really had a chance to be something. And uh, the fact that he went to Buffalo was kind of like, ooh, you know what I mean? That could be interesting. And, you know, like like you said, Kev, I mean, I think the other day in the scrimmage, Singletary had two fumbles in their scrimmage, yep. which that's – you know I mean you can't have that, and then you know don't get me wrong, this defense is great, but you can't you can't be fumbling. It just that's not the way it works, especially when you got a guy of the caliber of Zach Moss, you know, just waiting to take your job. So you know I do think they're gonna start off with Singletary. If Singletary starts, you know, if he fumbles in the first game, well, then you know Zach Moss is gonna take that job. There's no doubt in my mind. So you know definitely definitely lowering him in my ranks. I drafted him in a couple of I want to say like two or three leagues. Uh, yeah. But as we got closer to the last couple of weeks, I have been basically just staying away from Devin Singletary and trying to get Moss everywhere. You know, I've been trying to get Moss late all over the place, and it's been difficult because he's getting talked up a lot. And he, you know, he in a mock draft I did earlier today because I'm I'm in a weird league that I was trying to mock draft for. But he went in like the beginning of the I want to say it was the beginning of the seventh, and normally he was going like the end of the seventh, early eighth. And now he's like right in the beginning of the seventh, which, you know, that's he's getting earlier and earlier. So, you know, if you want Zach Moss, you're going to have to take him eight late round six, early, early round seven or you ain't getting him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I
0: think with Singletary, you know, he makes me a little nervous. He's kind of been like he's kind of just been like one of those guys you look at and you're like, yeah he was good last year. Maybe I'll take him, you know, he's a fifth round pick, not a bad second or third, you know, second running back. If you load up on receiver or third running back, if you, you know, went running back heavy to start, you know, so it's nice. But then you start hearing, you know, about the fumble issues, you know, Zach Moss has been very good in camp, you know, definitely a guy that, I mean, Moss was going around like the 10th or 11th round, Singletary in the 6th. I mean, it might, if you're drafting, it might, in my opinion, be like 7, 8, both of those guys. With with Singletary maybe staying in the 7th round because he's still the starter, and then 8th round being Moss. And, you know, they've just kind of leveled out, you know, their ADP at this point. Yep. Uh, Colts signed center Robert Ryan Kelly to a four-year, $50 million extension through 2024, making him the highest-paid center in the NFL. I like
1: that.
0: Uh, great move by the Colts. Colts are just locking up that offensive line. They got the, one of the best offensive lines. And, you know, when you got Jonathan Taylor running behind them, it's, it's – that's going to be scary for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike uh, LaFleurio reports Deshaun Watson is seeking a three-year extension in contract talks. This I found interesting. So Patrick Mahomes gets 10 years, and you ask for three? (laughs) He obviously ain't too confident in what's going on in Houston, and he's doing a little three-year deal because he knows in three years, like, yo, I might want to (laughs) bounce if this shit's going the wrong way. I, that that was that really stuck out to me because, like I said, you know if he was in it for the long haul, you know Patrick Mahomes just took a ten-year, five hundred million dollar deal. You know Deshaun Watson, Deshaun could probably get ten years, four hundred. You know yeah. he he could probably push that down. Yep. Uh, so, you know yeah this this one was very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, we, let's be honest, man. The, the Texans have not been an organiz, an organization that you even attribute to winning and it's because Aww. of some of honestly, the... I, I think you uh, so not to cut you off, no, but yeah. it's like I think you can, but they're like,
0: they're like, all right, so like in the NBA, the teams that are like the eighth seed, seventh seed, like the Orlando Magic this year, those teams are referred to as being an NBA purgatory. Yeah, that's the way I look at the Texans. Like they're an NFL purgatory. Like they're ne- not they're not good enough to get past Mahomes and and Lamar. In you know, some of these other teams, but, uh, you know, and even in previous years, like they, they always make the playoffs. It seems like year in, year out, they're playing the playoffs. And then first or second round, they're knocked out.
1: Yep. And it's always against teams that they shouldn't be knocked out by, dude. Like a couple of years ago, they get knocked out by the Cincinnati Bengals. Like who the hell, how do you lose to the Bengals? Like the Bengals ain't done shit in forever. When was the last time the Bengals
0: were like real, real good? And, and I don't think they lost to the Bengals. I think they beat the Bengals. Because remember, Marvin Lewis didn't have a playoff win.
1: Oh, you're right. You're so, right. You're right. You're so,
0: right. so, but Let it was me, a close game. I gotta he look was, it
1: up because I'm. I know they, they lost to somebody that you're like, dude. How do you I lose remember? To this I think team? it was Kansas City. Was it Kansas City before I think
0: Mahomes? It Kansas City. No, it was before Mahomes. Kansas City. Yeah, but last year they almost lost to Buffalo. That was a close game. That, yeah. that you know, Buffalo
1: should have won that game.
0: Buffalo should have won. Yep. You know. Ooh, excuse me, I got a little little acid reflux. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is to me like Bill O'Brien is just that guy that can get you to the playoffs, but can never get you over that hump. Yeah, and uh,
1: you know, so I'm looking at their playoff history. Right, they lost in okay. So going back to 2011, they won against. You're right. They won against Cincinnati and then lost against Baltimore. Then the next year, they won against Cincinnati and then lost to New England. That's acceptable. They lost to Kansas City in 2015. I don't even know if that was the – was that Alex Smith years? 2015? Because I think 2015, I want to say Alex Smith was – Well, it
0: was probably – Well, Alex Smith came there when – I think when Andy Reid came there. Maybe like a year. So, yeah, Yeah, it probably was because Andy Reid went there in like 2013. Yeah, because it was that's Alex Smith. 2012, actually, because that's when we hired Chip.
1: Yeah, Alex Smith threw for 17 for 120 for for, I'm sorry, t- 22 for 17, 190 and a touchdown. They still lost. <laughs> that's terrible. And then they lose to, they beat Oakland in the first round, lose New England, lose to Indianapolis in the first round. That might have been it right there. Yeah, losing Indianapolis in the first round. Uh, let's see here. And then they played Buffalo last year and won. And then if you remember, they had a 24 point lead <laughs> against the Kansas city chiefs last year in the first quarter. And then they score one more touchdown the rest Buffalo. of the game. And then they, they got, got yeah, they got, they got boat raced. They, they got, got boat, yeah, they got boat raced the rest of the game. It was bad, <laughs> but still, you know, like, okay, it's acceptable to lose to the Patriots. I'll get you that. I'll, I'll give you that one. But then, you know, Kansas City with Alex well Alex Smith didn't they didn't do nothing they lost to New England the year that New England lost in let's see they didn't even go to the Super Bowl that year uh Indianapolis didn't they literally lost the very next week uh, and then Kansas City they lost last year who won the Super Bowl so you know like you get to the dance but we all know you ain't winning it like never. And it's because, like you said, Kev, they're winning enough games that it's hard for them to get a draft pick that makes a difference. And when they do have guys that make differences, they trade them. DeAndre Hopkins is a difference maker. Like, he's a guy that I don't want to leave my roster. You know what I mean? I want to build a team to win with DeAndre Hopkins. And obviously that has not happened. Now you have David Johnson, which, you know, I like. I think he's an upgrade to your running back position. But I don't think that, you know, Brandon Cooks is – a, you know, upgrade to your wide receivers and your defense was horrible last year. Like that defense was bad. It wasn't good. So, and I get, you know, you lost Clowney and you lost some other pieces, you know, but at some point you need to figure this defense out. Like to win a championship, you don't need a top, you know, look at the Kansas city chiefs. The The Kansas city chiefs were not a top 10 defense last year. They were like a top 15, you only need a top 15 defense. So, you need to fix this offensive line to to be better and you need to upgrade this defense to get them in the top I would even say like 16 teams. If you can get them in the top half of of you know the league, that's you could probably win a championship with that. You just need to make that happen. And if you're not making that happen, then I agree with Deshaun. Like I don't wanna be a part of this of a team that just makes the playoffs every year and never never has a chance to win. So I would do the same thing. I want a three year deal and guess what? It's not like he can't go nowhere else and get a whole shit ton of money, cause basically anywhere he goes, they're gonna he's gonna get a freaking a ridiculous deal. So yeah, do a three year deal. Say, hey, listen, you guys got three years to get some players in here to help me win a championship. You know what I mean? If this is not coming towards uh, uh, an area where I feel like we could win a championship, I'll go to a team that's missing a quarterback, but has every other piece like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did this year and go try to win a championship with them because I want to win like that. And I have no problem with him saying that. I have no problem with any player doing that. All right. So we got a lot. Uh, so
0: let's just breeze through it. Um Patriots today announced Cam Newton will be their starting quarterback. I Good. was excited to hear that. Good. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we needed to hear that. I mean, because you know the Patriots always try to play like little games. Like it's this is a quarterback competition, and this is oh, man. Dude, you got Cam Newton out there, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bill, you better not try to pull some funny stuff at Brian Hoyer starting. No, bro. That can't happen. Yeah, I'm letting you know. I'm, and and this is just from my opinion. We don't need to get into this too heavy. We're only doing the news today, guys. This is going to be a shorter podcast. So we're just, you know, rambling a little bit. But I would say I actually think we're like <laughs> 30 minutes in now anyway. So <laughs> yeah, we're like 20 minutes. We've been 20. rambling. 28. So, yeah, yeah say, 28 minutes probably. in. So real quick. Did any of did anyone seriously really? Did any of you believe that Cam was going to win this job? Like, let's be honest. Like, I didn't lose this job. Yeah, was going to lose this Nobody job. Nobody thought he was losing this job. No, like, come on, man. Did you see Stidham play, dude? How do you get him in a game? Throw four passes, throw, in, throw four passes, complete one for seven yards, and then throw a pick. Like, come on, man. That you, yep. you got to at least complete two or not throw a pick. In the land of the game. They put Tom Brady back in the game to get you out, bro. He he was also a captain. That's oh that's another God.
0: good thing that yeah. I think I, I saw out of this. Like that they also named Cam a captain, which yeah. I kind of like. Yeah, I like that. that. That's putting your faith in your in that guy. Yeah, I like that. Uh, 49ers are hopeful Debo will be resuming practice next week. That is awesome to I hear. Love that. Yeah, I I was one. I've been saying like I thought he was going on the pup six weeks. There's no reason reason to rush him back, but. Uh yeah, apparently he heals health, heals quickly. Uh, NFL Networks' Ian Rapoport reports an extension talks between Zach Ertz and the Eagles have come to an abrupt halt. I don't know what that means, but that's probably not good.
1: No, not
0: good. Uh, Broncos tight end Noah Fant said he would be used in a variety of ways in Denver's offense this season. Uh, Daniel Popper said. Austin Eckler, he's from The Athletic, he said that Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and Joshua Kelly could all see rushing attempts and targets in the Chargers' offense attack. I like it. (laughs) I actually believe that, which is another reason why Austin Eckler has kind of been a little sketchy to me. So I like it. Yep. Uh, Colts tight end Trey Burton is going to miss the first two weeks of regular season with a calf injury. Good. Uh, Is Jack Doyle healthy? So I was I actually reading this.
1: Yeah, I was actually reading this earlier today because I wanted to know because I actually, like I said, I have a draft tomorrow on a weird league. It's a two tight end league which I've never played in before, but it's got like some weird settings. So I actually was reading about Jack Doyle and they haven't really come out and said anything to where that he's definitely going to be ready for week one or that he's not going to be ready for week one. Literally, the only news that they have is that he hurt his neck and and like you know he's missed a couple of practices you know for the past couple of weeks, but. There's been, like, no news on him, and I don't know if it's because he's not, like, a super relevant fantasy player, so people aren't, like, all over it, but I would like to know what the hell's going on, because yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem like any news about it at all.
0: Yep. Uh, Paris Campbell was activated from the league's concussion protocol. That's uh, good to like know. like Yep. Uh, that was a guy Craig was high on. Cra- Craig was high on Paris Campbell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I like Paris uh, Campbell. Jets head coach Adam Gase said late August issues with running back Le'Veon Bell were nothing more than a miscommunication.
1: Adam Gase is such a scrub. Dude, he sucks. I, I don't even know how he got another job, dude. The Jets were, I mean, the Dolphins were terrible with him. Like, they didn't, they weren't even a little bit good. I can understand if they were a little bit good and they were like, uh, oh, maybe this guy can coach if we get a good team around him. But the Jets are just as bad as the Dolphins were. we're like, what the hell were you thinking?
0: Yeah. Yep. The Chargers offensive coordinator Shane Station says was optimistic that Mike Williams will be ready to play in week one. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that the Dolphins are receiving trade inquiries about Josh Rosen. Uh, that could be that, that could be interesting. Like he, I don't know how good he is because he's never really got a shot. <laughs> no, he
1: really hasn't. He's I, you know the I mean? one guy like, I do feel bad for. What,
0: Yeah, do I think he's going to be good? Eh, eh. But the dude never got a shot. Like, he he was with Arizona when they sucked. They were with no line. He was getting killed. He was like the the David Carr era with the Texans when they drafted him number one. And then he goes to Miami, who's clearly tanking for a couple years. Like, Josh Rosen has had it bad. His NFL stay, if he, like... It's a good thing he makes millions because if he was making like twenty thousand, maybe he was making like yeah, our salary. Man, he'd be like, yeah, "I'm out. I'm finding another job, bro." Yeah, he's I'll, a,
1: I'll be a mailman or drive a bus. Real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I won't get hit that much. Uh, I don't have to get hit that much because I'll be tell you practice. that was bad. Dude. His first year, I remember. Oh, man, I remember they played. Who was it? It was a. It was like a Thursday night game. Was it the Bengals? might have been the Bengals. And I remember thinking, like, dude, this guy gets hit on every play. Like, yeah. every time he drops their, back, he gets smashed. line is so bad. Yeah, and even bad.
0: even last year, they weren't good. No. You know what I mean? Like, Kyler just gets the ball out of his hands faster because that's the offense. But yeah. the line is still terrible. If there's one knock on Kyler, it's that that line is not
1: good. <laughs> You're not lying. Uh,
0: the Athletics' Nate Taylor suggests it would be not be a surprise if CEH and Daryl Williams split most of the chiefs carries on opening night. Hmm. First round pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I was, I would have been picking C H in the first round too, but yeah. you know, to me what this says, like I, I I'm not really crazy about this one. First off. All right. So the chiefs, what do they run the ball? Total of 18 to 20 times. So yeah. maybe Clyde gets 10 and, and, You know, Darryl Williams gets eight carries and then Clyde gets five catches. So he gets 15 touches. I'm cool with that. You know, in this offense, you know, there's a chance for I wouldn't read too much into that because Clyde's going to be their passing down back. That's kind of what he specializes in. And this team passes a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I I mean, like, I'm not going to read too much into it. I I do think, you know, it's a it's a situation to monitor. But if you took them in the first round and, you know, they just want to, you know, and it also could be a situation where the Texans, you know, they kind of feel like, you know, kind of if you watch the game last year against the Texans, Texans jumped on them. They had to throw the ball like basically the entire game. They didn't really run the ball all that much. I want to say they only ran the ball like 18 times, if that, in the game. And it went you know and that was only because they started winning in the fourth quarter like they went up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter but the rest of the game they were kind of just you know scoring cuz it was 31-51 it was the end of the score so in the fourth quarter they started running a bunch because they were winning but in the beginning of that game i don't think they threw i don't think they ran the ball more than 5 times before the third quarter ended you know what i mean so yeah. it could just be a situation where they're like you know what we're going to we're going to give some touches out of the backfield and and run them and see you know how how it works out but we're probably going to be throwing the ball a lot in this game
0: yep All right, so Golden Tate has been you know kind of banged up since Monday. Uh, I think we talked about it. He you know kind of was came up a little hobbled. Uh, so he's still not practicing so make sure you you know you know look for him. I mean I doubt many people are starting him in their lineups. They, he's kind of like a, a double digit round sleeper for me. so I'm sure you have other options there. Uh, Lamar Jackson has deemed himself fully recovered from the groin injury he suffered in August. Uh, just pay attention to that because groin injuries are always a little more nagging. Uh, and this is another one I like. The Cowboys beat writers said that tight end Blake Jarwin's blocking struggles could affect his playing time and usage. So there you go. A lot of people high on Blake Jarwin. Uh, you know, Cowboys beat writers are saying, like, hey, this guy has issues blocking, and that could really. Come into play, you know, especially especially on running downs. You know, he may it's probably going to still be the receiving tight end, but
1: and that's why Jason Witten. That's the one thing about Jason Witten. Jason Witten yep. was a great blocker. You know, great like block. that Great blocker. So when you think everybody's like, oh, I don't understand how he played so long. He played so long because he's like a damn good blocker. Like if yeah. you're at the tight end position, if you can block, guess what? You can play for the NFL for a real long time. Yep. All right, so any interest in Josh Gordon after the Seahawks
0: sign him? Nope. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, at all. Yeah, I, I honestly, eh, you know, I think that you know, as the season progresses, you're gonna have to watch it. I definitely think it helps Russ out. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's he's familiar with her from for familiar with him from last year, so. You know, definitely helps Russ out to get another familiar guy in there. And, you know, I actually think they just brought Jerron Brown back, not not yeah, you know, another way. familiar guy. So, you know, getting Russ those familiar targets to go with Lockett and DK, I'm telling you, this is the year of Russ, man. This is the year of Russ.
1: I really do think this is gonna be the year where Russ if he doesn't win the MVP, he's gonna get a whole lot of votes. I, I like I just have a feeling about Russ Wilson this year. I I really like him.
0: Right. Cowboys wide receiver Mari Cooper has neither been limited nor or not or a non-participant for the team's first last four practices, so he's either been limited or non-participant. Mari Cooper added already.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. I. I mean, honestly, you know, I made a trade in the league to this week or today. I think it was today, uh, and where I traded CeeDee Lamb to a guy who you know has been listening to the news and you know thought, hey, this is. CD could get a whole bunch of work. I I would still wait to see what's going on. I would not be trying to trade for CD lamb right this second, you know, cause we don't know what the hell the situation is, but I, but I haven't heard anything saying that unless it's dynasty. Exactly. Unless it's dynasty. Obviously dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. You want CD lamb, but you know, in redraft leagues, I wouldn't be going crazy to try to get CD lamb just because you hear this news. And you know, for me, I definitely would pay attention and, Honestly, if this benefits anybody, I think it's more Michael Gallup than it is C.D. Michael Lamb. Gallup. Yeah, I mean, so I would be trying to trade to get Gallup uh, and see how that ends up working out. But, you know, other than that, I would definitely keep my ears open to see what's going on with this situation because we really haven't heard a whole lot of anything.
0: Jaguars coach Doug Marone said running backs Devine Azigbo and James Robinson can play on all three downs. So... You know, I don't think either one of them will. You know, Chris Thompson is clearly going to be the third down guy. I think that he's the one running back that's kind of etched into his role. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, this is coach speak. I'm not worried about coach nope. speak.
0: Nope. Dolphins coach Brian Flores said that cornerback Xavier Howard is trending in the right direction. Uh, NFL Network's Mike Garafalo reports indications are Buccaneers running back LaShawn McCoy will be used in the passing game and on third downs. This is another one that kind of pisses me off because I was like really thinking that if Darium Gumbawali was going to be that guy and now this comes out and you're like, hey, what, you know, they're like really just revamping their backfield.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to end up being, you know how this always works out. They always say, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be good in this role, and this guy's going to be good in this role. And then it ends up being, you know, they use two guys, and then you're just solidly looking at those two guys, unless you're talking about the Patriots, and then the Patriots always seem to have like a 17-committee backfield, you know, when, they, when they're when they not sure who they want to start every week. So, But I don't think this is one of those situations. I, I think it's probably going to be Leonard Fournette or – You know, Jones, they're going to be the two guys you want to start. McCoy is not going to be a guy that you even should pick up or attempt to pick up just because you hear this.
0: Yep. Uh, Titans agreed to terms with kicker Steven Gostowski. Uh, ESPN's Mike Reese reports Patriots running back Damian Harris could miss the team season opener against the Dolphins with a hand injury. That sucks because we've been hearing good things about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. George Kittle returned to practice on Wednesday. That's good news. Ian Rappaport reports Raiders cornerback Damon Arnett suffered a fractured thumb. Uh, the Patriots released wide receiver Mohamed Sanu.
1: Yup. Uh,
0: all right, so here's the other one. All right, we didn't really get into this one at all. We kind of, because it was yesterday, like literally the big news of yesterday like evaporated in a day. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara went from contract talks to possibly being traded to everything's <laughs> good within eight hours. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Like, yeah I, I, see, this is, my, this is my thing. Like I always, I always try to read in between the lines when I hear this kind of news. We all know how good Alvin Kamara is. Like, there is not a person on this planet that has watched Alvin Kamara play football and thinks that he's a bad player, right? He's a very, very good player. What do you do to very good players when they say, I want this much money? You you try to put news out there or you try to put things out there that make it seem like, oh, yeah, you know, we might get rid of you if you don't take what we want. Like, it's just stupid things that teams do. So, you know, to me, I never thought this was going to be a thing where they traded Alvin Kamara because they were not going to trade Alvin Kamara. I always thought this was going to be a thing where the team said, we don't want to pay you 16 million because he was probably saying, hey, I want I want CMC money or I want real close. And they were like, yeah, listen, if if, we're not giving you that we offered you 12, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, And then what ends up happening is they always end up meeting in the middle. They always end up meeting in the middle of of the numbers that they're arguing about. So, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to get 14 million, probably 14 and a half million. And that's going to be it. Like that. That's basically the news. Yep. Uh,
0: All right. So this one is Tyler Higby will continue to be among Jared Goff's top targets. I think we all kind of expect that, but it's good to hear. Uh anything else on here that looks relevant. Devonte Parker has been missing practice with a minor injury, but nobody's really worried about him missing any time during the season. Yep. Uh Uh Ron Rivera uh, has named Dwayne Haskins the starting quarterback and Anthony Lynn named Tyrod Taylor the starting quarterback. I think both of those were kind of expected. Mm-hmm. Um Haskins, you're gonna have to watch because who knows how? Like, his first year was so erratic that this year we just have no idea. And with Tyrod Taylor, you know, I I, I read one beat reporter saying that they expect to start him for most of their games. So if they're competitive, they're gonna remain with Tyrod. So, and then Tyrod could be a good quarterback fantasy wise just because of the rushing. We we've noticed these rushing quarterbacks will. Will be good, you know, if, if given that opportunity.
1: Spoiler alert: Play if you're looking for a cheap quarterback option. Play Tyron Ty in DFS this Ty week <laughs> in Week One.
0: <laughs> I said the same thing. He plays Cincinnati in Week One. That is a great, uh, low-priced quarterback option yes, on DraftKings. Fanduel, Fanduel's a little tough to go into low quarter, low price. You know what I mean? Quarterbacks, because the prices on quarterbacks are so close yeah, on FanDuel. Very,
1: very similar. It's like nine thousand dollars for 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 Jackson, and then it's like sixty five hundred for all the low end guys. So,
0: yeah. Whereas yeah. you're looking at like ten thousand for Jackson, and and you know forty five hundred for Tyrod, or something like that. You know, on DraftKings. So, uh, that looks like pretty much it. Klingsberry says that on Drake is close to practicing. Uh, Tre Travion Williams projects as the Bengals' second or third running back following Rodney Anderson's release. So maybe Giovanni Bernard has lost his his job <laughs> as the backup.
1: Yeah, Giovanni Bernard has always been a little bit undersized, and I and I do think they always wanted to go with a little bit more size. And Williams has that size. So I, you know, he was supposed to be their number two last year. And re- remember, he got hurt in the preseason, basically was out for the rest of the season. So I I always thought that they were gonna try to you know maneuver him into that role yep uh tyrell williams was placed on injured reserve with a torn labrum yeah that was surprising actually because torn labrums normally don't put you out for the season so he must have had a complete tear
0: the same i'm pretty sure it's the same injury that jalen rager got yeah he's only out three to four weeks so
1: yeah a partially torn one you know i mean normally they'll they'll tell you you don't need to have surgery or you know depending on how bad the tear is but if you completely tear it you need surgery and that that had to have been his his uh you know his outcome it must have been like a you got a slap tear complete so you need you need to get that fixed all right, that pretty much looks like it is it for the
0: news. Uh, anything else you want to get into, Steve? No, just we go got into it. like fifty minutes of stuff, news. Yeah. I, I knew there was. I knew there was some we could we could gab about some news today. You ain't lying. Between yeah. Fournette, between the Bills running backs, between Kamara, I, I knew it was going to be a little. Yeah, a little
1: bit longer of a podcast. Yeah, and like we said, guys, we apologize for yesterday. We normally, you know, every Wednesday. We're every Wednesday all the time. So, you know, that just was a circumstance where, you know, Kev had an emergency. I had things going down, and, you know, it just wasn't able to happen. So we decided to just, instead of doing a 25-minute podcast with me alone last night uh, that would have been about just the news, we figured we'd just do it together today. And that's what we did. Yep. Yep. Uh, So remember, check us out
0: on the website, www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com for our articles, for our rankings, uh, for the cheat codes, for the player projections, and leave us some feedback and let us know what you think. Um, And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.